Webster defines crunch time as a critical moment or period, like the end of a game, when decisive action is needed. Every sports fan knows this time in the game. Your palms sweat a little bit more, your heart races just a little bit faster, and you live and die with every play until the final seconds tick off the clock and you're either celebrating a victory or disappointed by the defeat. The team at Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network understands just how critical these moments are. For us, it begins as soon as the next set of games are on the board. We evaluate the opening lines and any breaking news throughout the week. We cover each game inside and out, whether it's from inside the locker room to a huddle down on the field, the court, or the ice. We take you inside the meeting room with scouts, coaches, and executives. We have our fingers on the pulse of all the sports that we cover, the National Hockey League, NBA, college basketball, college football, and the National Football League. We are the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network, and we're here to help you find your sports advantage. After all the data has been crunched, we then turn it over to Kenneth for the best analysis around. His unique perspective in both understanding the data and how it applies to the game and how you win is the Crunch Time Sports Advantage. Are you ready? The Crunch Time Jet is fueled and ready for takeoff, and the Crunch Time Express is about to leave the station. Your VIP pass has been approved, so all aboard. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network. My name is Kenneth. I am the senior analyst for the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network. And today we're talking 2022 NFL quarterback rankings. And as we're, we're scheduled to record this earlier um, in the week, as we're recording this on Friday morning, um, a horrific shooting um occurred basically a few miles from where we are here in Nashville. And we really wanted to just take a couple of days just to kind of be with um, some of our friends that were affected by that um, horrific shooting. So we did that. And now we're back here Friday morning, uh, getting ready to uh, pick up where we left off. So Before I get started, just once again, um, on behalf of me and my entire team, our thoughts and prayers go out to all the families that were directly and indirectly affected by this um, this tragedy. Um, if any of you are parents, you know how, how difficult this week has been for our community here. So thank you for all your thoughts and prayers for, for everyone. Okay, so getting into how we created this ranking system for NFL quarterbacks last year. And it's important to remove any preconceived thoughts that we may have had about any quarterback going into this process. Secondly, we want to make sure that the system was well-defined and as uniform in the data as possible. And what do I mean? With the emergence of a lot more quarterbacks being dual threat or um, as a good friend of mine likes to call it the six back offense, where um, that quarterback is gonna be just as reliant on his legs as he is his arm. You want to make sure that the data is not skewed to uh, penalize those um, dual threat quarterbacks versus um, your more traditional pocket passers. So um, just to kind of pull back the curtain a little bit and let you know how we um, accomplished that. Instead of passing yards as a grading criteria, we went with total offense. So that would combine a quarterback's rushing stats as well as their passing stats. So we want to give a more of a one-to-one -one comparison as far as um, how many yards per game that quarterback um, was directly responsible for. So we wanted to do that. 
we completely remove the traditional um, completion percentage. Um, we have crafted a a different different formula as far as being able to evaluate the quarterbacks as far as um, that goes. And then finally, we removed passing touchdowns and replaced that with total touchdowns. So whether a quarterback threw a touchdown or or ran for a touchdown, we just use that as the as the standard instead of your your tra- traditional how many um, passing touchdowns did that um, quarterback account for. Now, with more quarterbacks running, we also had to come up with total turnovers. So instead of just how many INTs you throw, we also combine that with how many fumbles did you have. And this will allow us, we believe, to evaluate quarterbacks like Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, and Daniel Jones equally against quarterbacks like Joe Burrow, Jared Goff, Tom Brady, and even an Aaron Rodgers who will move a little bit, but he's not looking to um, run eight, nine, ten times a game. He's looking to extend drives. So that's why Aaron Rodgers will will be in, in that category. Okay, so without further ado, let's get to the bottom tier because we're going to have three tiers. We're going to have the top tier, your top ten quarterbacks, your middle class or middle tier. Those are quarterbacks that are going to be ranked 11 through 20. And then your bottom tier, quarterbacks that are ranked 21st to 32nd. Now, to make sure that the numbers aren't skewed, we're looking at just starting quarterbacks. So, for example, for Cleveland, Deshaun Watson, because he only started, um, I think, six games last year, he's not going to be included in this metric because Jacoby Percet actually started the majority of the games last year for uh, the Cleveland Browns. Same thing with Brock Purdy. It was actually Jimmy Garoppolo who started most of the year. So he's going to be listed as the San Francisco starter and not Brock Purdy because Purdy only started, I think it was the final five games and came in and um, played the majority of um, a sixth game. So he didn't have the necessary starts to qualify. Same thing with Carolina. Sam Donald is going to be listed as the starting quarterback because he had more starts and they traded away Baker Mayfield. So you won't see Baker Mayfield listed um, in the top 32 as well. So let's get um, to the bottom tier here. And we're going to start with um, the 32nd quarterback. And you want to know why this team is uh, desperately trying to um, trade for a quarterback? It is the New York Jets' Zach Wilson. Comes in as the um, really the worst quarterback um, as far as our starting 32. Zach just really underperformed um, last year, getting benched not only once but twice. You saw um, his offensive lineman, um, in a pre pregame um, walkthrough, have T-shirts made supporting the backup quarterback. That tells you not only about Zach Wilson's leadership, but also his inability to play at the NFL level. And this should go out as a huge red flag to teams drafting quarterbacks this year. Zach Wilson was taken second overall because of a pro day workout. You don't draft quarterbacks based on what they do at the combine or at their pro day. It's a scripted workout in both scenarios. So if a quarterback can't look good in a T-shirt and shorts with no defense, no crowd noise, basically in a pristine atmosphere, when are they going to look good? Keep that in mind as we get ready to to talk about the NFL draft here coming up. Coming in at uh, 31, 
Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback Kenny Pickett. It's not surprising to see a rookie quarterback um, be at the bottom in one of these rankings, especially for a quarterback that didn't get a um, get to start right away. I thought Mike Tomlin handled Kenny Pickett absolutely fantastic. And what you want to see is Kenny make the jump from the bottom of this tier to maybe the top of the tier. And if it really breaks well, creep into the to the bottom of that that um that middle class tier. So if Kenny Pickett can go from 31 last year to 21 this year, that's a major, major jump um as far as his development would, would be um going. So like I said, Kenny Pickett coming at 31, not surprising whatsoever. Houston Texans quarterback, Davis. Want to know why the Texans are picking second overall? It's because they have major answers at the quarterback position. Coming in at number 29, L.A. Rams quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Stafford really um, was not playing well before he got hurt and wound up missing um, the last portion of the season with several major injuries to his um, shoulder and back. So we're going to see if he's able to bounce back in 2023. Coming in at 28, Matt Ryan, uh, formerly of the Indianapolis Colts. Ryan was benched not only once but twice as well for just really poor play. And this is what got Frank Wright fired in Indianapolis because he basically asked for Matt Ryan, got him, and Matt looked like a quarterback at the end of a very good career. Not a Hall of Fame career, really good career. Coming in at number 27, Mac Jones for the New England Patriots. Mac really struggled last year, and that's not only due to his poor play, but the fact that Matt Patricia and Joe Judge was his offensive coordinator and quarterback coach, respectfully. These are two defensive um, head coaches and coordinators, and let's let's just put the cards out on the table. Bill Belichick um one of the greatest coaches in NFL history, completely mismanaged um, Mac's development last year. Now, Mac has to clean up some 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 of his own uh, play, and bringing back um, Bill O'Brien should help in his development. Now, get him some better um, tools to to work with at the at the receiver position, at the tight end position. And then we can make a determination on what Mac Jones can be at the NFL level. Coming in at number 26, Chicago Bear quarterback Justin Fields. And this has been a hot conversation with some Chicago Bear fans. So I'm going to just jump right into it and really break down what I saw from Justin Fields last year. Here's what the numbers tell me about Justin Fields. As a starter last year, he was 3-12. and 12. He was barely completing 60% of his passes, 17 passing touchdowns, 11 INTs, for about 149.5 yards per game passing. And Chicago Bear fans, before you ask the question, I'm already I'm already thinking along the lines of what you're what you're trying to tell me. Well, Justin is a dual threat quarterback. So when you look at his combined numbers, he had a really great year. Let's see what the numbers tell me. Looking at what our adjusted completion percentage is. Justin Fields was the 29th ranked quarterback out of 32. As far as his on-target passes, 
This has nothing to do with the quality of wide receiver. It's all about the quarterback's ability to place the ball on target. Justin Fields was, again, 29th out of 32. Now, look at passes that were deemed as bad throws by the quarterback. Once again, this is not on the wide receivers or tight ends as far as dropping passes. Justin Fields was 28th out of 32. Now, on a positive note, Justin Fields was in the middle of the pack as far as QBR. 54.1. He was that, That's good for 17th. So that was one of his better, better categories. Now, here's where the rubber meets the road. The quarterback's most important job is to take care of the ball. And when I give you this stat, you're going to understand where I'm going with this. Justin Fields last year had 25 total touchdowns. That's rushing and passing. He had 27 turnovers. So a touchdown, total touchdown to total uh, turnover ratio of 0.925, not good. He was 27th out of the 32 ranked quarterbacks in that, um, that metric. Justin Fields, with the Chicago Bears trading down to ninth, was not a vote of confidence for Justin Fields as some Chicago Bear fans will, will try to tell you. It was, we're going to give Justin one more year as the unquestioned quarterback of the Chicago Bears. If these numbers look the same at the end of 2023, I will guarantee you Justin Fields is not the starting quarterback at the end of the year. The Bears will be moving on and either signing or drafting another quarterback. Coming in at number 25, the starting quarterback at the time for the Atlanta Falcons, Marcus Mariota. Now, we know Desmond Ritter finished out the last, I think, four games as a starting quarterback, but because Mariota played most of the year as the starter, he comes in at number 25. New Orleans Saints. Your new starting quarterback and the former quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr. So let's dive into Derek Carr's numbers because this has also been something that has been talked about quite a bit. Derek Carr's starting um, record last year was six and nine. He was benched for the final two games because, quite honestly, the Raiders and their front office and, and quarter, um, head coach had seen enough and knew that Derek Carr was not the future. Derek, a tick under 61% completion percentage, 24 passing touchdowns, 14 INTs, 1.7 touchdown to INT ratio, and good for about 235 yards per game. When we get into Derek Carr's numbers, we see another trend why quarterbacks rank so low. Take a look at this. His ranking for adjusted uh, completion percentage, 28th out of 32. On target passing, once again, 28 out of 32. Passes deemed as bad passes, 29th. QBR, respectable. 55.6, good for 13th. Once again, here's where the rubber meets the road. 24 touchdowns, 18 total turnovers. That's INTs and fumbles combined. 1.33 total touchdown to total turnover ratio. Good for 17th. You want to know why the Raiders um, signed Jimmy G? and we're so willing to move on for Derek Carr, there you go. Coming in at number 23, Arizona Cardinals quarterback, Kyler Murray. Kyler not only played horribly, 
lost a lot of respect in that locker room, but also suffered a torn ACL and his status for starting uh, next year is really in, in, in doubt. Kyler needs to mature both on the field and off the field. Get into your playbook. Learn how to be a leader at the quarterback position. And then play better. Coming in at number 22, the Dallas Cowboy quarterback, Dak Prescott. We know Dak um, injured his thumb early in the season, uh, missing a handful of games. And when he came back, did not play that great. I think he had a turnover in eight straight games. That will get you ranked at the bottom tier every time. It's the turnovers that get you beat. And that's why Cowboys did not advance and play in the NFC title game. Because when it comes down to it, if your quarterback is not playing well against elite teams that you're going to face to get to the Super Bowl, it's going to get you beat every time. And then finally, coming in at 21 and the last quarterback in this tier is the Cleveland Brown quarterback, Jacoby Brissett. Now, we know Brissett has moved on to the Washington Commanders and will likely be competing uh, for a starting quarterback position there as Deshaun Watson has been fully um, reintegrated into the uh, Cleveland Browns and will have the entire offseason to um, get completely up to speed. And for uh, the Brown fans, you really hope that he makes um, a significant leap back to uh, what we've known Deshaun Watson to be as a uh, starting quarterback in the NFL. After a quick break, we'll be back and we will um, pick up with the middle tier of the 2022 NFL quarterback rankings. Stay with us. And welcome back, everyone. Let's jump into the middle tier. And these are the quarterbacks that are going to be ranked from 11 to 20. And you're going to see some really, really talented quarterbacks in this middle tier. And we're going to talk about a couple of them here because there's going to be a couple that are ranked in this middle tier that some people think should be a lot higher. but once again, we're looking at what the data is, is returning to us as far as how these quarterbacks played the entire year. So we're not segmenting how they played at the beginning of the year versus the end of the year. We're taking the total number and looking at, at it from a 30,000-feet look and seeing just where these quarterbacks uh, fall in. Now, for next year, we will be doing this week by week. So the these quarterback positions will um, will change on a week-by-week -week basis just based on how the quarterback performed that week. So a quarterback could be ranked 10 one week, have a really bad week, fall into the bottom tier. So we're, we're going to be looking forward to tracking that on a week-by-week -week basis and being able to let you know um, as we hit certain landmarks uh, where each quarterback uh, ranked after the first maybe four or five weeks of the season, the midway point of the season, as we get into um, Halloween, and then how the quarterbacks are, are finishing down the stretch. So let's jump right in. Coming in at number 20, Denver Bronco quarterback Russell Wilson. He was not cooking his first year in Denver and we saw a change at the head coach position because of how uh, badly Russell Wilson was playing. Nathaniel Hackett is out. Sean Payton is in as the new head coach. And if you don't think that Sean Payton has the full authority to bench Russell Wilson, if he's not playing well, 
Take a look at Sean Payton's contract. Sean was brought in to do one of two things. Get Russell playing back at a top-tier level or this franchise, once they're financially able, will be moving on. And considering the draft capital and the contract that they gave Russell Wilson, the first hope for the Broncos' front office and ownership is that Sean Payton can figure out what is needed to get Russell Wilson playing at a top-tier level. All right, coming in at number 19, um, former Carolina Panther quarterback Sam Donald. Uh, Sam is now signed with the San Francisco 49ers, but uh, Donald was kind of high and low as far as how he played last year. So that inconsistency is why we see him at the 19th position in our ranking. Coming in at number 18, Washington Commanders quarterback Tyler Heineke. Now, here's one that's going to generate a lot of discussion, and we're ready for it. And after watching this, if you guys want, please uh, shoot us a comment on Twitter at uh, CrunchTimeVIP. We'd love to um, interact with all of the fans, and if you have any specific questions, um, we would certainly love to love to answer those for you. But coming in at number 17, Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. Now, we know Lamar missed the final five games of the regular season and the playoff game for the Baltimore Ravens with that knee injury. But let's dive in and take a look at Lamar's numbers because we know the big topic has been uh, Lamar wants a, a big-time um, contract. Won't speculate on exactly what Lamar wants because I haven't heard it from Lamar. Now, we do know that he requested a trade because the contract talks aren't going as well as he and the Ravens would like. Okay, that happens in contract talks, so we're not going to blow that out of proportion. But I want to see if I can shed some light on these numbers from last year to where you can see why the Ravens are just a little hesitant in paying Lamar the contract. First, the number of games that Lamar's missed over the last two years is significant. He has missed a total of nine regular season games, not even going to count the playoffs, just looking at the regular season games. Okay, so that, that's, one, that's one factor. Now, let's take a look at the data. Lamar, um, in the 12 games he appeared in and started last year, was 8-4. and four. Nothing wrong with that. This team was on track to make the playoffs with him as the starting quarterback and wound up making the playoffs. Lamar Jackson completed about 62% of his passes. 17 passing touchdowns, seven I, 17 passing touchdowns, seven INTs, 2.4 um, touchdown to INT ratio. Those are more than respectable at, um, at that. Lamar averaged about 186.8 yards per game uh, through the air. Lamar being a dual threat quarterback, who's going to use his legs quite a bit. Let's take a look at some of the advanced numbers here. Lamar's adjusted completion percentage, something that we uh, put a huge value on. He was ranked 21st. Not horrible. Not great. Middle tier. Lamar's on-target percentage. He was ranked 20th, the very bottom of this middle-class tier. Lamar's yards per attempt was at 6.9, 22nd out of 32 teams. 
bottom tier. Is yards per completion. 17, he was ranked 17th with 11 yards per completion. So, twofold. He's not getting the ball down the field. His wide receivers aren't making plays after the catch. So, that's not all on Lamar. That falls on the Ravens' play calling and the skill position that they have there in Baltimore. For looking at his passes deemed to be bad throws, Lamar was 24th. Now, Lamar has a fantastic QBR, 59.2, puts him in the top 10. But here's what you want from your quarterback. You want more production as far as getting the ball in the end zone. Lamar had 20 total touchdowns. 12 total turnovers. Now, that puts him in the top 10 with a 1.67 total touchdown to total turnover ratio. And if you run that out over the final five games, you would like to think that Lamar would get over 30 total touchdowns. But that total turnover is going to creep up as well. So, end of the day, my thoughts on Lamar getting a long-term deal with Baltimore. If I was advising Lamar Jackson, I would tell him it's not about the total value of the contract. It's about how fast can you get another bite at the apple. If you take a three-year deal similar to what Kirk Cousins took after playing on the tag for two years in Washington, he got a three-year deal fully guaranteed with the Minnesota Vikings. His three-year deal is now about to expire. And Minnesota has to decide if they want Kirk Cousins to remain the starting quarterback for Minnesota. Lamar, instead of worrying about doing a five- or six-year deal, do a three-year deal. Bank the guarantees in your pocket, and that's your generational wealth there for not only you but for your family for, for years to come. Okay, coming in at number 16 a multi-time MVP for the Green Bay Packers who will be moving on possibly to the New York Jets here um, before the draft. That's Aaron Rodgers. And A-Rod did not play um, to the typical standards that, that we hold for him. Or frankly, that he holds for himself. 64.5% completion percentage, 26 touchdowns, 12 INTs, but only 217.4 yards per game passing. Just expect Rodgers to be a little bit better than that. Now, Rodgers was his normal self as far as being um, ranked high in certain categories. Adjusted completion uh, percentage ranking, he was 10th. For his on-target percent ranking, number two. But here's what you wouldn't expect from Aaron Rodgers. His QBR was horrible last year, 39.3. 28th, 27 total touchdowns, 20 turnovers. That's why Rodgers is ranked outside of the top 10. Coming in at number 15, 
the best to do it at the quarterback position. Former Tampa Bay quarterback Tom Brady comes in at number 15. Coming in at number 14, and we talked about him just a moment ago, Kirk Cousins. Coming in at number 13, former New Orleans Saints quarterback and now um, will be the mentor there in Carolina to uh, their number one pick, Andy Dalton. Saints fans, Andy Dalton was ranked 13th. Your new quarterback, 24th. And before you start telling me about all the weapons that he has there in New Orleans, Mike Thomas has not been healthy for a couple of years. Chris Olave could be a budding superstar at the wide receiver spot. Alvin Kamara is going to miss at least the first handful of games uh, due to a suspension. Now, you put that up against what he played with in Las Vegas. Waller, when he was on the field at the tight end position, is better than anything the Saints are going to put on the field. Devontae Adams is a top five wide receiver. And as good as Alvin Kamara was last year, he didn't lead the league in rushing. That was Josh Jacobs. The weapons that Derek Carr had in Las Vegas is better than what he's going to play with in New Orleans. That's just a fact. Well, he's playing in a much easier division now. Is he really? Yes. He's playing in an easier division. AFC West has elite quarterbacks. Herbert. And, of course, Patrick Mahomes. We'll see if Russell Wilson is able to regain form. Now. Desmond Ritter, projected starting quarterback for the Falcons. We don't know who's going to be the, the, the first overall pick for Carolina, whether it's Bryce Young or C.J. Strout. Tampa, we're still trying to figure that out. But at the end of the day, Derek Carr has to elevate his play, regardless of who's on the other side of the field, because some of those defenses are a little bit better than what, you, what you're thinking. So... New Orleans Saints, beware down there in the bayou because Derek Carr may not be as good as you're hoping he is. Now, the final two coming in at um, this tier, number 12, Justin Herbert, and number 11, Trevor Lawrence. Now, Trevor Lawrence down the stretch was playing out of his mind good, and if we did just the final eight games, Trevor Lawrence was probably a top-10 quarterback for us. But we're going to focus on Justin Herbert because many have Justin Herbert as a top-five quarterback. So let's walk through some of the numbers real quick, and I'll explain to you guys why Justin Herbert is outside of that top-10 last year. 10 and 7 record as a starting quarterback. So he made all 17 games. You got to love that durability and being able to answer the call for his team week in and week out. That is very important. 68% completion percentage, 25 passing touchdowns, 10 INTs, 2.5 touchdown to INT ratio. Very solid. Almost 279 yards per game passing. Now, let's break down where where some of his numbers are good and where some of them um, need to, to really improve. As far as our adjusted completion percentage, he was the second best quarterback. His on-target... Um, Ranking, he was 19th. 
So something that, that Herbert definitely needs to improve on. Now, these two, these next two numbers will probably throw you off, off a little bit. When you think about the weapons that he has, Eckler coming out of the backfield, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen on the outside, Everett at, at the tight end spot. Yards per attempt, Justin Herbert was 6.8, good for 24th last year. Yards per completion, 9.9. He was ranked 28th in that category. But here's the number that really kept Herbert out of the top 10 for us. 25 total touchdowns. And this is starting every single game last year. 25 total touchdowns, 18 turnovers. About 1.39 total touchdowns to total turnover ratio. That's good for 15th. You cannot be an elite quarterback with a touchdown to turnover ratio that poorly. As fantastic as Justin Herbert's arm talent is, he has to play the quarterback position better if the Chargers are going to make a run in the playoffs. Look no further than the playoff game last year against Jacksonville. This team was up by three touchdowns in the first half and lost the game to the guy that's ranked in front of him, Trevor Lawrence. That, my friends, is why Justin Herbert sits outside of the top 10 for us at the end of last season. Coming up in our final segment, it is the top 10, and there are going to be some names on this list that are absolutely going to blow your mind as far as where they ranked, but the data is the data. So stay with us. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, as we finish out the top tier of the 2022 NFL quarterback rankings. I told you this top 10 was going to throw you for a loop. So let's jump right into it because in doing this exercise, it, like I said, broke down a lot of preconceived notions as far as how some of these quarterbacks um, truly measured up for us. So If you are going to be surprised by some of these names, trust me, so were we. Coming in at number 10, former San Francisco 49er quarterback and now starting quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders, Jimmy Garoppolo. Coming in at number nine for the Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill. Now, the Titans were 500 when uh, Tannehill went out um, last year. 13 passing touchdowns, six INTs. So Tannehill wasn't turning the ball over. Needed to put the ball in the end zone a little bit more, but Tannehill was not playing horrible. Wasn't playing great but not playing horrible. And the Titans were on pace to still make the playoffs when he went down. Now, I want to take just a quick quick peek at some of Tannehill's numbers. Adjusted completion percentage, 71.4, good for 23rd. On target, 
Um, passing percentage, 74%. Good for 23rd. 7.8 yards per attempt. Top 10, he was number six. Yards per completions, 12 yards per completion. Also good for the top 10, coming in at number eight. Throws considered to be um, bad throws by the quarterback. Like I said, not on the wide receivers or tight ends or running backs out of the backfield. He was third out of 32 starting quarterbacks. Now, QBR, not great at 49.2, good for 24th. But here's what you do like. 15 total touchdowns, nine total turnovers. 1.67 uh, total touchdown to total turnover ratio. That keeps you in the top 10. So if the Titans are going to go for it this year with Ryan Tannehill as the quarterback, and that's something that uh, the new general manager, uh, Rand Carthon, is, is talking about him and the head coach, Mike Vrabel, is can they build a team around Ryan Tannehill? Get a better offensive line. Get Derrick Henry back healthy. And improve the wide receiver spot because we know the loss of A.J. Brown really affected Ryan Tannehill's numbers. So, Tennessee Titans fans, tighten up because Ryan Tannehill was a top 10 quarterback last year. Coming in at number eight for the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. Coming in at number seven, Danny Dimes to Danny Dollars, Daniel Jones. Now, want to take a little bit to, to talk about and here's where having a really good offensive-minded head coach can help a young quarterback. Brian Dayball comes over. Now, do the New York Giants regret not putting the fifth-year option on Daniel Jones instead of having to do that mega contract? Absolutely. I don't care what anybody out of the New York uh, media says about it. In retrospect, they would have wanted to put the fifth option on him to avoid having to pay him a year early. They wanted him to prove it. And for last year, Daniel Jones proved that he could be more than just a serviceable quarterback in the NFL. His record as a starting quarterback, nine, six, and one. Completed about 67% of his passes, 15 passing touchdowns, five INTs, a three-to-one uh, touchdown-to-INT ratio. Now, that is taking care of the ball. You want to see, though, um, that passing yards per game go up? He was right at 200 yards per game passing last year. So, getting better weapons around Daniel Jones will be paramount in his development. Now, you want to know why Daniel Jones was in the top 10 last year? Take a listen to some of these quarterback rankings and where he fell. As far as our adjusted completion percentage, he was the number one quarterback last year at 76.6% completion. His on-target passing, he was at 81, um, 81%. Once again, number one overall. Now, I talked about getting better wide receivers around Daniel Jones. This is why you're going to see the New York football giants make an investment, whether it's in the draft or in free agency to upgrade some of these positions. 6.8 yards per attempt, that's 24th. 10.1 yards per completion, that was 26th. His bad throw percentage, 
He was fourth best in that metric. His QBR of 60.8, top 10 once again, he came in at number seven. Total touchdowns to total turnovers. I've talked about this all podcast and will continue to do so right here. 22 total touchdowns, 11 total turnovers. Good for a two-to-one ratio in that number. That you like to see as a young quarterback starting to feel his way get really good. He was sixth best in that metric. Daniel Jones also had five game-winning drives last year and four fourth-quarter comebacks. You want to know why he was able to get his contract? Take a look at those numbers. Lamar, take a look at yours. And the weapons that Daniel Jones was throwing to, not much better than what you have in Baltimore. Coming in at number six, and this is going to throw some people here, but once again, when he was on the field, he was one of the best quarterbacks last year, and that's Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa. As a starter, Tua was 8-5. and five. Now, we know about the concussion issue, and this is something that has been talked about and talked to Tua about um, for the last couple of years. At some point, you got to give up on the play and not take unnecessary hits. I don't care how big you are or how big you're not at the quarterback position. You can't keep exposing yourself to those violent hits when you can see the hit coming. Take a lesson from Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. It's okay to go down and not expose yourself to that hit because the number one ability for a quarterback is availability. Tua, you only started 13 games last year. If the Dolphins are going to get deeper into the playoffs, you need to be available in more games. Now, when Tua was available, hey, folks, 65% completion percentage, 25 passing touchdowns, 8 INTs, 3.1 touchdown to INT ratio. That is elite. 273 yards per game passing. Again, that ain't average. That's elite. Tua's adjusted completion percentage. Uh, Let's round it up to 72%. That puts him at 20. His on-target passing percentage, he was 11th. His yards per attempt, Tua was the best in the business last year at 8.9 yards per attempt. When you have one half of the former Santa Monica track team, and that's an old school reference for all of my track heads out there um, from the early 80s. Think of the Jamaican 4 by one team here recently with Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. Can you imagine putting a speedy wide receiver, uh, a speedy tight end in this mix. Whoa, 8.9 yards per attempt, best in the league. Once again, yards per completion, 13.7 yards per every completion. That's well over a first down every time he completes a pass. Good for second. Now, Bad percentage, um, passing uh, percentage, Tua was 19th. Needs to, needs to improve on that a little bit. Now, QBR of 68.9. He was third. 25 total touchdowns, 14 total turnovers. That's good for eighth with a ratio of 1.79. Uh, total touchdown to total turnover ratio. Really good. Tua also had two game-winning drives, two fourth-quarter comebacks. 
let's get down to brass tacks here, and that's the top five. Detroit line quarterback Jarrett Goff checks in at the number five spot. Checking in at the number four spot. You want to know why he got paid this year? Hey, when you're top five quarterback last year, you earned your money. Geno Smith of the Seattle Seahawks. And now the top three should surprise no one as far as how they're ranked and where they're ranked. Coming in at number three. Smooth walking and smooth playing. Joe Burrow, quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Coming in at number two. Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles. And just put on the tape at the Super Bowl. This guy played as fantastic of a game you will ever see by a losing quarterback in a Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts took a major step forward last year, and he comes in at number two for us. And number one, Guy's the best in the business right now, and he's going to be the best in the business for um, quite a long time to come, and that is two-time Super Bowl-winning quarterback Patrick Mahomes. And what can you say about Mahomes except we are watching a generational talent at the quarterback position. What Patrick Mahomes has the potential And right now, he, he, he's, got, he's got everything that you would be looking for. He's under 30. I think when the season starts um, next year, he'll be 28. He's already got two Super Bowl rings, and he's been to three Super Bowls. You want to take a look at his numbers last year? Folks, let's just run through them really quickly. 14-3 and three last year is the starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. 67% completion percentage. 41 passing touchdowns, 12 INTs. A touchdown to INT ratio of 3.4. Like I said, that's not good. That's, that's elite. Basically 309 yards passing per game. Taking a look at some of the advanced numbers. You're just in awe looking at, at this data right now. He was fourth in adjusted completion percentage at 74.7. His on-target throw percentage, eighth, 77%. He was third in yards per attempt at 8.1. He was fourth in yards per completion at 12.1. Throws that were considered um, bad, his percentage, he ranked 17th in that. As far as QBR, he was the number one quarterback last year at 77.7. Now, this number is just mind-blowing. You want to know why we describe Patrick Mahomes with some of the adjectives that we describe him with? 45 total touchdowns, 17 total turnovers, 2.6 total touchdown to total turnover ratio. He was the number one quarterback in that metric. Four game-winning drives last year, four fourth-quarter comebacks in the regular season. Ladies and gentlemen, Patrick Mahomes is, without a doubt, the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Now, those two quarterbacks that I just mentioned that are, are right behind him at, at two and three, Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow, fantastic seasons. But if you want to know why the Kansas City Chiefs are holding up another Lombardi trophy, they have the best quarterback in the NFL right now. On behalf of my team, um, who's getting ready for the Final Four, the talented Miss Summer, who's usually our, our host and really gets everything set up for, and our senior analyst, Mr. Mr. Billy. Um, this is Kenneth getting ready to sign off 
and want to say thank you for listening to our podcast of the 2022 NFL Top 32 Quarterback Rankings Podcast. Once again, on behalf of my entire team, have a great day. And as always, all aboard.